Amish and spas do not go together. Where are those missing Taisha Jojo Fletcher scenes? How do the logistics of staying at Tyler Perry's house work? With uh, full security detail, I might add. And also, if I wanted to have uncomfortable conversations, I'd just call my own family. We buckle up as we head for disaster on this week's This Is Hard To Watch. So are you done texting about the Knicks, the Nets, the Islanders? And the Mets. And the Mets, so we can talk about the Bachelor franchise? Yeah, I guess. I mean, it's been uh, it's a good time for New York sports. Okay, that's a different show. Before we get into Fantasy Suites, how about that Oprah tea? Ooh, I thought two hours was going to be a lot, but... Well, well, well actually... I wanted to to recap how our whole relationship with this show went on. Because I said, oh, hey, Will, I want to tape the Oprah interview with Megan and Harry. And you said, the what? So you went from not even knowing of its existence to me then saying, okay, I'm just going to DVR it, to you then saying, Oh, wait, can you rewind it to the beginning and watching the whole thing and then talking about it for like an hour afterwards? So you went from not even knowing that this event was even going to happen to being like all in at the drop of a hat. It's the below deck effect. (laughs) That's true. Below deck was going to be my show that I was going to watch while you were watching the Knicks, the Nets, the Islanders, the Mets, and then... That first episode, you just kept walking past being like, well, what's that? She's a lesbian? Which one is that? Anyway. Um, well, you should be glad that I do, that I did watch it. Because now we have our Halloween costume planned. You mean watch Below Deck, not yes. the Oprah Winfrey, Meghan Markle interview. I'm not dressing up like the Royals <laughs> for Halloween. No. All right, well... I'm going to lob a question to you, then mm-hmm. put a pin in it, and we'll circle back at the end. Okay. What question do you wish Oprah asked that she didn't? All right, so I just want you to sit on it. And While I'm thinking about fantasy suites? Listen, nobody right. said that this was going to be easy, okay? No, it's not. All right. I also want to address that we d- made the executive decision as executive producers that the um, Women Tell All was just way too hard to watch for us to do any sort of commentary on. So there was no podcast about it. I was very uninspired. I was mad. I was like bored. I was angry. Do you it have was unco- any- I was uncomfortable. The, the whole when it opened up and it said, when it's never said before, previously recorded on The Bachelor, who's notorious for trying to mask any sort of timeline in their, their secret mastermind of, of how they put all of this together. And they're like, we swear this was taped before all the Chris Harrison brouhaha. Yeah, I couldn't, 
watch it without just being super uncomfortable because he was just sitting there being Chris Harrison, unaware of everything that's happening now. And it just, I, it made me super uncomfortable the whole time. Even, even seeing him this week, you know, well, we didn't see him, but even them reading the notes of the fantasy suite invites, the creepy invites signed by Chris Harrison made me uncomfortable. More, actually, more uncomfortable than usual. Right. The, the, the invitations, his pimp cards that are clearly written by a 23-year-old female PA. Right? I the thought bubble, they were the, written by Chris Harrison. <laughs> I know. You don't like to be disillusioned, but the bubble handwriting, it has everything besides like a heart over the eye. It's like the bubble handwriting. <laughs> yeah. Do you have any, like, let's just spend 30 seconds on. That was my 30 seconds. I've got nothing left. It's over. Well, I, so I didn't enjoy the actual episode as like the season. There was too much Victoria, blah, blah, blah. I think there's a couple things that Women Tell All gives us. We got the uncomfortableness of Chris Harrison. We got a lot of bloopers slash unseen footage of like dates we didn't see at all, which to be honest, the footage and the dates that they didn't show us, I feel like really should have been shown. We're more lighthearted. Like I don't need to hear... I know it's part of the show, but I don't need to hear those awkward conversations on those dates over and over and over again. Like some of the group dates footage that they held back from us would have been nice. I'm just saying. That's right. And it was the missing piece because we knew something was going on. We're like, wait, was there no daytime component? Like we didn't know they were sticking their hands into a box of bugs. Plus, let's dive in here a little bit. The pancake eating date, the pancake and beer eating date was a Ben Higgins date. When have you ever seen Bachelor take screen time away from Ben Higgins? I, it, My mind is blown. Yeah, I, I don't know. 2021, man. Oh, and that, oh, I, I will add on to it, and I'm sure that's a, your next bullet point. There was missing JoJo Fletcher, your girl JoJo. JoJo and Tasha and Nem and Cola. We never saw them there. Two of the best bachelorettes. Together. Superpowers. What were they doing there? And Besides why enjoying, didn't we see that? Why didn't we see it? Yeah, so I had more questions coming out of Women Tell All than answers. And the other thing that Women Tell All does and always will do is the auditions, right? And they gave us Katie and Abigail, I think, auditioning for Bachelorette. I still am going to, after seeing, exactly, I, I'm going to stick with Serena P and Brie having the inside track for Bachelorette. All right. I guess we did have something to say about well, Women Tell All. <laughs> Not 23 minutes worth. Yeah. So speak, <laughs> speaking of uncomfortable, mm -hmm. I, I watch this show, or at least the pretense of why I watch this show is to not deal with anything else, to not be stressed out, to not watch the news, to not deal with anything in my own life that I should be dealing with. So to watch Matt James like really hash it out with his dad as it transpired, whoa, that was heavy. 
Yeah, I think I said to you, I cannot believe, I mean, I cannot believe this is happening on TV. And the weird thing is we were just watching Bling Empire too on Netflix, recommended by a listener. And the same sort of thing. Like, I don't, I don't know what it is about these reality shows where a, like a deep, heavy conversation with a parent that could happen at any point, albeit hard, happens in front of cameras and producers and the entire world watching. And we've never seen a parent go, why are you talking to me about this right now? Now, now is when you decided to have this conversation? And the Bling Empire references Kim Lee and DJ, her mom. DJ Kim Lee. DJ Kim Lee and her mom. Won't spoil it. Yeah. Anyway, that was that was pretty brutal, and and then for then Matt James just to then keep reiterating what happened during that conversation for each of his three fantasy suite dates, and his big revelation being, I'm not gonna. How did he phrase it? Something like, I'm not going to be. I'm not the man. My father is. My father is. And like being so proud of it, like distancing him from it. So I wonder how the dad took that in the replays because, you know, they end it in a pretty, at the foundation of a positive spot. But I don't know after then watching it and then just being like, oh, I'm not like my fuck up dad over and over again. <laughs> Ugh, these kids. Yeah, you were, uh, I think you got up during that, during that and just said, this is why I watch Chris Lee Lowe. Chrisley, what's the name of that show? Chrisley Knows Best. Chrisley Knows Best. This is why I watch Chrisley Knows Best. A good old-fashioned, L-O-L, I have a good hearty laugh out loud every single episode. Nothing gets too tragic. And all the stuff that happens in real life doesn't make its way into the show. I could just have it on while you watch Nick's Nets, Islanders, Mets. Yes. Anyway, all right, let's get on to the lady, shall we? Do you have yes. anything else to add about that setup? No, it, it, was, it was heavy. That's it. Michelle, who at the end, we both looked at each other. We're like, that girl ain't getting the rose. How about that? She sure did. Yeah, I was surprised for a lot of reasons. One, I mean, I, so I... I didn't think Brie was winning, but I did think she would make it to the finals over Michelle. I also was surprised because, and I think I think the producers were surprised. So I don't want to like spoil our conversation about Brie's date, but Brie got a much nicer lodge. Oh yeah, dinner. Michelle was stuck in the funeral parlor room. Right, Michelle's dinner was in the funeral parlor lobby, right with the ro- with the weird rose painting. Um, yeah, I mean, and, and she had the weird, she had the weird spa date. And then she also had Matt James responding to her when she said, I love you. He said, thanks. And then she said, I love you again in the morning. And I believe his exact quote was, thank you for sharing that with me again. again. You know, I wrote that I was going to reference that too as one of the top reasons why I didn't think Michelle had a chance because of the her I love you response 
But I was going to set you up by saying, well, I love you. And just, to, you know, to prompt. Thank like, you for that. Again. Holly. <laughs> Again? It was weird. So, I mean, I don't know. I was, I was shocked. I think the producers were shocked. The one person that wasn't shocked was Bree's mom. Bree's mom knew that. She's watched enough Bachelor. She gauged his responses to her probing questions about how do you feel about my daughter? And she's like, mm, my daughter just quit her job for, for no good reason. Uh, the other thing in Michelle's date, should we talk about this? Do you know what I'm going to say? I want to talk about the Amish bath. <laughs> because we were just talking about the Amish. We, we live I assume among- they're not listening. <laughs> we live among the Amish. Our house upstate is in Amish country. And even though I grew up enamored by the Amish because it was the only place that my family ever took me to vacation was Pennsylvania Dutch country. I've since now gone complete 180 and I am like anti-Amish. I was just trying to think of like what the term is. Just not a fan of the Amish. So then with this Pennsylvania Dutch spa, (laughs) I thought that some guy named Ezekiel was going to come out and start rubbing her her head with Listen. like a piece like a wood stick <laughs> it's not all bad you get good vegetables and cheap propane well and whenever i'm buying those vet cheap vegetables they're following they're following me around like i it's like my opportunity to experience like the bias that so many people do is when I'm in those Amish markets, they do not, they're not fans of the English as they call it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, the spa date was weird in terms of the Amish. I think if you need to join a propane cooperative or four zucchinis for a dollar, go for the Amish. If you need like a cucumber peel, go to like red door spa. That's my takeaway. Propane cooperative is definitely an insider deep cut that we, it's just something we learned about. Apparently you could score some cheap propane, but you best be knowing, like you're, you best know your way around the propane to deal with like some off market propane to, to save like a dollar per whatever it's unit of measurement. It's significant. I, I, I don't know. All right. Enough with, enough with the Amish. I just don't want them involved in my spa treatments. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not open on Sundays. Yeah, but I think they banged. I think he went through. I think Matt James went three for three to bang town. I I don't know. And the weird thing for me, again, what they show, what they don't show. We didn't get a morning after Rachel scene. You always get that and Mm. we didn't get it. And I wonder why. Very thoughtful observation. That's what I do. Very good. We shall see. Time will tell. But I think there's there's no doubt that he picks he picks Rachel, especially given all that's happened 
and why Chris Harrison was out there talking about her to begin with. Oh, boy. And it's hard not to watch this episode without just that running through your head of knowing the aftermath and being like, oh. And, and when they, they'll make comments to one another, like, this really shows how we can get through anything, you know, because we were able to make this tricky piece of pottery together. Like, oh, you've, Mm. Yeah, I, I you have to you have to think she won because I'm sure the bachelor machine sent Chris Harrison out there to do damage control because he sort of ha- has a heavy influence on Bachelor Nation. So I'm sure that was the impetus for that fateful interview. But oof, we are in for it. We are in for it. So wait, on a lighter note. One thing that bothered me about the Michelle date, I think it was, and just in general this season, well, I, I was bothered by Matt James' jacket at dinner. <laughs> that blue number? The blue and black number? Yeah. What was that? What was that? And you know, and I'm not blaming Matt James because I know that that's completely styled for him. And like heavy... Heavy turtleneck this season. I think they were trying to embrace like, oh, the Northeast in the fall and just over-indexed on turtlenecks. I just kept saying to you, I, I can't imagine that I would have been able to pull off 10% of the outfits they put Matt James in um, this What season. I would do to see you in Matt James's wardrobe, not his size, because then you would look like at the ending scene in Big when Tom Hanks shrinks back down to a child. I'm not even referring to size. Like, perfectly tailored versions. That looks ridiculous. <laughs> this is when I wish... This is... If I had, like, fuck you money, just, like, at, like bling empire money, I would make that happen. <laughs> just to trot you out in, like, a, an electric blue and black... Pleather. That was not suit I mean, jacket. And that's the other thing I wrote down. I wrote down Breeze date was better. They both looked better too. They were dressed better. They were in a better location. The whole thing. I really think the producers thought Bree was getting the the runner up rose. Yeah, Michelle's date just had a. It, it gives me conference vibes. I've spent a lot of my career in hotel ballrooms <laughs> at events. <laughs> So, yeah, that that she, and and then even the the suite that they were in, it just seems like when the Marriott upgrades you, and you're like, oh, it's just like more square footage with this hotel furniture, you nice. know, not like nice, nicer coffee, Nespresso pods, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <sighs> The one thing I really enjoy, actually, and I don't know what we call this. It's definitely a, uh, a device they use because they had Madison in Pilot Pete season. This whole throwing all the three finalists in the same room and having to watch all the others come back. And I, I mean, it was masterful with Madison where Hannah Ann came back all with the tussled hair and all flushed. So they've taken that and they've run with it. And it's 
Now it's a Awkward thing. and effective. I think it was Michelle when she came back from her date her date. And there and you know, the girls are all lovely to each other. And I I can't recall when like the final three haven't been like had a gentleman's agreement. Like I, I can't recall there being like a villain or someone who they just outwardly hate it at that at that stage. But Michelle, you know, she was trying to be a bit coy and clearly, uh, oh my God, what a buzzkill coming back from like the night of your life and then having to mask it and address the other girls who are about to do the same. Michelle said, um, yeah, and you guys are going to enjoy, um, we just were able to have conversations upon conversations upon conversations which euphemism i don't know but regardless having like all those conversations that sounds like torture to me <laughs> that torture like i hate confrontational conversations more than like anything like i wake up in the morning saying like how can i avoid conversations today so then Rachel, huh? Well, do, do you want to? I know we've been meandering. Do you uh, want to yeah. talk about like Bree's date and the poor thing who had to go camping? And, and like she doesn't like outdoors. And and feign, but you you know she's you're auditioning to be engaged on these dates. Mm -hmm. So you have to be like, I'm just up for anything, and I just have a great attitude. Look at me, how easygoing I am. She looked miserable. <laughs> but she got the not. The, if, if I had to pick a nighttime location, like Brie won mm -hmm. the lodge. Mm -hmm. The only other notable thing about Brie's date that we haven't already mentioned was an, another tell now in retrospect <laughs> that she wasn't going to get the rose. She brought up, so are you ready to get engaged mm. and that boy's eyes i've never seen eyes dart like matt james's did he boom, 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 boom. he was looking the, the, the anxiety that he exuded from his pores and his reactions have been a great tell all season yep. but that was yeah uh, we should have known i love that yep good call are we are we calling it a, a night ombre he did. <laughs> we'll, we'll take Matt James's cue. All right. I, I only have two things to say about Rachel. One was, well, I have three, sorry. One is, I think her reaction to the whole thing was probably the most normal out of anyone, even though they like overplayed it. Seems normal to me. Um, the second was you mean to be like dying that this person who you want to be with is out banging two other girls. Yeah, or having a whole lot of conversations. <laughs> the other thing that jumped out at me was just her belly button. I mean, what the heck <laughs> with that shirt? That's your best. That's what you're bringing out. What was that? It looked like she was eaten by a shark. That was a horrible piece I, of clothing. I, I was kind of 
<gasps> dumbstruck by that. And and to be so young and beautiful and fit and to have something be that unflattering, like that's a bad shirt. I don't know. I've never seen a shirt like that before. <laughs> she, I feel like she bought it on Instagram. It just reeks of something that costs like $28. Some fast fashion made of plastic. Horrible, horrible. But that was a very dad comment, though. Because you said that while we were watching it. Looks like she was eaten by a shark. <laughs> Reminds me of like when I would used to wear skirts or dresses, and my dad would say, Holly, forgot your pants. <laughs> well, I wouldn't have even had a problem if it was like a like normal symmetry of showing skin. Like, it, like the whole thing was just a, it was a weird look. Sorry. Yeah, no. Call, um, me, call me uh, old-fashioned. Thank you for not losing that detail. Mm-hmm. And then the firework display as they were about to, you know, shut the lights on the ca- camera crew. The other girls saw that those fireworks. And Rachel knew those other girls saw those fireworks. And I bet you, or at least if it was me in that situation knowing that they saw those fireworks would be better than actually having those fireworks for me, if you know what I mean. Because, like, the comp, you know, the competitive juices are flowing at that stage. Well, so we get to the rose ceremony, and I said to you, and I was conflicted because all along we think Rachel's going to win, right? But there's that little bit of a chance. Like, okay, it's Rachel or Brie. Like, we didn't expect Michelle to get a rose. Part of me really wanted to spare the entire world from Rachel winning and all like, and Matt, like then he's got to go through all that. Like I just kind of, part of me wants to see it, but the other part of me is like, ah, can't, can't he just pick Brie or Michelle and then have this be a, a subtopic in after the final rose instead of the main topic. But Looks like we're headed for it. Yeah, we're headed for it. And, I mean, just for him to be the first black bachelor and have to deal with this whole scenario just sucks. Yeah, it's no good. No good. Well, at least there's Temptation Island for us. And the 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 poor man's Chris Harrison, Mark Wahlberg, I don't think is getting himself involved in any sort of this type of situation. No, I mean, he's catapulted himself. He's leapfrogged in the reality show. And he takes a vested interest in these relationships. Like, he is he is jumping in there. Yeah, I was, like, to a Dr. Drew type of extent like chris harrison he he knows his role he's just there to like move the storyline and, and and be a narrative vehicle mark Wahlberg is is like oh so what do you you know what do you see when you look in the mirror like he's like in it you saw yourself and you loved her yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> he probably we spent way too much time discussing how much mark Wahlberg brings home versus chris harrison this past week. Well, the earth has shifted beneath us. 
So it's worth considering. Uh, all right. All right. So I'm going to go back to bring things full circle. And let's go back to all things come back to Oprah Winfrey as they do. Yeah, she's what, proved herself. What do you think Oprah should have asked that she did uh, not ask? I'm going to defer to you. I have a couple thoughts, but I'm curious what your thought is first. I'm going to say, how come Grandma Queen couldn't override any of these decisions? I, that was, that was, I agree with you. That's a, that's a very valid question. Okay. And now more is coming out about the firm and this mysterious advisory council or whatever they are who, who dictate the rules. And apparently they, they play by bachelor rules. Actually, they seems like they're just kind of making it up as they go along to fit the storyline that they choose. Mm, could be. <laughs> oh, I'm going to go enroll in school, graduate school. And this is going to be my thesis. <laughs> you, you think Rob Mills in like Westminster Abbey? Or wherever they are. Uh, all right. That's a good, that's definitely one of my questions. So then uh, my, my more serious question, I guess, would be, did Harry realize the extent to which he'd be cut off when he decided to leave? And I think the answer is no, but I would have liked to have heard Oprah ask. My real question what I'm really curious about is how did the Tyler Perry hookup happen? <laughs> like, is there a celebrity VRBO, like a Raya for houses, like a Raya EBB, Airbnb? Like, how did, like, was Tyler Perry like, I got this. Like, I got you. Three months, pets allowed, all good. Like, I just, I'm curious of the mechanics I've had that. And I understand why Oprah didn't ask because like she lives in that world. And so why would you even think it's uh, something that people would be curious about? But that's, I that feel like that question. would be a question Howard Stern would ask. Yeah. So how does that happen? How, how good of friends were you with Tyler Perry? Like the, the whole thing. Um, is Harry like, is there internet? Like, <laughs> I don't know. And like, what kind of security? Like, what does that mean? Is there Whole Foods nearby? I don't know. Just curious. All uh, right. We got to watch Temptation Island. Yeah. We got to wrap this up. 